All right, welcome back to another special episode of Sip Pop Writer's Room. I'm your host, Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course. And this week, I'm joined by uh, Sip Pop Writer Mike again. Hello again. How's we are it going? We are following up on um, our TV catch-up that we did last week. And we said, because the last week we were ending, but we didn't do the TV catch-up just yet. We were going to do spoiler talk. We already did the Barry one that should be in your feed before this one. So if you're interested in thoughts on HBO's Barry Season 4 with full spoilers, um, then you can go over and do that. We're going to do the same thing for here for Ted Lasso. So um, if you haven't seen Season 3 and plan on it, um, now's your time to hop off. Let's talk about Ted Lasso Season 3. Um, uh, final spoiler warning. Here we go. Mike, um, overall season three, did you like it? Love it, hate it, dislike it, or think it's just okay. High side of just okay. Teetering on low side of liked it. Me, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although I will say, I think the finale to this episode is probably the best episode this season and doesn't come close to, I would say any episode from season one or two. No, 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 absolutely not. Um, and that's partially, that's partially on us as fans that mm, oh, our ex- uh, this is going to be uh, so interesting. Cause I, I totally disagree. I like, cause the expectations that season one has like that, te- that it would reach those levels again. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm starting to think borderline expectations were maybe just a little bit unfair. Mm, no, I totally disagree. I, I look, I, I generally agree with that statement. I think that expectations are, are ultimately what kills movies, especially in really popular fandom. I think ultimately that's what led to the last Jedi's downfall was fan expectations versus reality. And then, um, and then especially like Rise of Skywalker, because people that were excited about Last Jedi, and then it, I don't think anybody liked Rise of Skywalker except for Ben. But um, anyway, the um, the point point is, I I think generally I agree with that. Um, I do not think that's been the case with this uh, with this particular season. Um, and I am excited to talk about why. So okay. let's okay. let's dive into some of the some of the things. I want to start off with first with just first by saying. Um, I really liked the finale. I think that's where we're gonna where we're gonna spend most of our time is just in this finale episode. But ultimately, um, I think the season botched so many different things, and I would be really interested to see if the show would have gone for four seasons, um, at least in this arc, and then we could have had um, something different. So here's here's what I would have really liked. Um, I think you could make the one episode that they had about the international team a whole season's conflict as season three. Um, and you throw in the backdrop of Nate and mm-hmm. I think you, and and then I think Nate quits at the end of season three. Um, and, and, and so he is completely villainous and then has a change of heart at the end of season three. And then you can spend season four working on the redemption of, uh, through Nate. And I think there's also a couple of different things in there that would make a lot more sense such as, and I think we'll, we'll get into a lot of the things here. Cause I want to, I want to list off a, bu- a, a bunch of things that we you know, wanted to predict and, and see things. But I think that Roy being the next manager of AFC Richmond is a big jump, even though I thought he showed a lot of growth in the last episode or two um, and was, was doing all the right things that, you know, you might want from a manager, but it still feels premature for, him. so. Yes, I, um, I would, so I, th- I would I think definitely you do the, I think you do this, the, this, you do the two season arc, you do the international team as the big one and you have that bit, you know, that episode be the, be the big finale. Um, you know, where, where Rebecca got invited and they had, and, and like, there's a little bit of sliver of humanity and Rupert and whatnot. Like that could be the finale or the penultimate episode or whatnot, but would have made it feel a lot 
um, better. And then also, like, a lot of the moments that only get touched on, I think would be really good to see in season four and full, such as Sam making the Nigerian team, as opposed to just seeing the picture. I think, yeah. you know, getting to see him go and even having a whole Sam-focused episode um, would be really interesting and really cool. Um, mm-hmm. So um, so I think ultimately, like, I know they were always planning on season three seasons, but with all that they wanted to do and where they wanted to take these characters, um, they spent too much time introducing new things and also just talking, doing things that ultimately went nowhere. Like, I loved the the arc with Colin and uh, but like, there's no reason that couldn't have been a, you know, early season three arc or, a, you know, maybe like throw it into the background of season two and you have it just be more of a like background thing and then it beca- mm-hmm. you know, can be prominent you know in season three whatever um see that's that's how i felt about the whole zava storyline yeah and the zava thing it just (sighs) if if they if they could have condensed that down to be like either a couple episodes or just but it just ends so abruptly and it takes up almost half the season and i think that was the thing that was the most frustrating thing about it is that if this pays off somewhere down the road I would be more okay with it, but it what, doesn't at all. What is the, I can only think of one, one thing that has the, uh, the, 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 the Zava arc has, um, that makes sense. I, I can only think of one reason why it makes sense to have the Zava arc in the long-term storyline. And even then it's a pretty shallow reason. I think you could do without it. Um, what is, what is that reason? Or what, what do you have? Do you have any reasons why you think the Zava storyline was necessary? Or the only reason why I thought the Zava storyline was necessary was it pushed Jamie to be better. That's it. That's the only mm. that's the only reason. I think that they could have gotten there organically by its by they could have gotten there organically by itself, but I think having Zava on the team pushed Jamie to want to be want to be a better that's person a good point. and then pushed him towards uh towards working with Roy to become the player that he becomes at the end of the season. That's the only reason why I'm semi okay with the Zava storyline, even though I just hated how abruptly. So I think that's a really good point, but I think you're right. They could have gotten there organically again, especially if this is spread out for two seasons, but let's just, you know, we're, we're, we're playing the, the toxic fandom culture right now saying it's not what I wanted or whatever, you know, um, um, the Dicer talked about his recent Sif thing, whatever. But um, I, the one, re- the one reason I can think of Zava's storyline needing to be this season is, or at least the, with the way the season is structured, is um, the, Zava's involvement showed and proved that um, Richmond was not that final piece away from being the championship team. Mm. Um, Richmond was, you, know, you could, you took Richmond and you added the best player in the world and they still lost. So it it was it was a core issue. It was a root issue for how they do things, and especially like with their talent and with them being an underdog in terms of like how much money they could spend, at least at the start of the season, because they didn't have as much money as you know something like Man City, so they couldn't get the big player or whatever. Um, the the Zava forced Ted to do total fun. Yep. Uh, but you could have gotten there other ways. There um, there were plenty of other ways that you could have you could have gotten there. As weird as it was the episode where Ted finally gets to total football, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like the only other, like I'm also glad that Zava didn't end up at West Ham. Like he didn't, he wasn't just a mercenary that just was chasing, you know, chasing after premier league glory and everything like that. As odd as it it was that his story just abruptly ends with like, yeah, I'm just going to be an avocado farmer or farmer. And that's, that's about it. Um, I don't know, I'm, I'm just glad that they didn't go to that because we we've seen that in we've seen that in like stuff like 
the Mighty Ducks. We've seen that in Little Giants, you know, classics in the grand scheme of things when it comes to sports where, you know, a ringer joins the other team and then the other team has to prove that they didn't need him, just needed each other. The, you know, the moment the moment that he quit, I was predicting that he was going to show up in the finale and uh, as, as as a rival. And he, he shows up in the finale. Well, his avocado does. I, yeah. That's about it. Which And it was so but, unnecessary. It was very unnecessary. Yeah. You're, you're uh, right. It didn't add anything. Uh, nope. No, it did not. Other than just saying, hey, I'm not going to be on the field against you today. Uh, and I don't know about rules and regulations about like roster size and, you know, when you have to add somebody in order for them to, to play one up. But anyway, it was just the, I, you know, um, it, yeah. but also like soccer doesn't have playoffs. So, no. um, no, they, no, yeah, they don't. So it's just, it just kind of ends. So like, I, anyway, but, and, but I thought it was, I, I, I thought that's the only, th- only reason they really, they really needed the Zava story or like was to get to total football. But I think you could have done that in a million different other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially Ted being uh, you know, a football man, an American sports man, you know, you can um, you can look and, and, and take a look at a bunch of different teams. And like one of the things that I've just had consistently preached at me or not preached at me over the years, but just like I, I follow a couple writers on Twitter for The Athletic uh, about my hockey team, Blackhawks, and they um, they talk about how like the big the big winners at the trade deadline, the people that wind up winning the cup aren't the people that go out and trade for you know the 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 biggest star. You know, it's not it's not the people that go and they trade you know really big for you know let's let, for for people not out you know not in the hockey world out there. It's not the people that went and traded for Wayne Gretzky that wound up being you know, at the trade deadline that wound up being the real winners. It's the people that trade for your really cheap, really reliable, um, dependable guys that are going to be in your depth, right? You yep. already, you should already have the talent at your top. And look, adding one's not going to hurt you, but it's not the guys, you know, like for example, the Rangers this year um, used a lot, used a decent amount of draft capital to get two of the biggest trade targets, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko and Patrick Kane. And they got a first round exit. They yep. got they got no better. They they might have been better off not having them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not saying they shouldn't have made the move, but like it's just it, it's when you look at when you look at you know the the Blackhawks championships run runs in 2010, 13, and 15. It's it's not because they added you know the really big guy. It's because they it, you know like uh, like they tried to do with Anton Vermet. Like it's 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 the, it's getting the Michael Hanzus. It's getting the you know, the Johnny Oduya that'll get there, you know. So um anyway, it's uh first of all, the black the Blackhawks plug warms my heart, but also yeah. as as a basketball guy, you know, the Phoenix Suns tried to do that this year with Kevin Durant, adding him in midseason, and it just goes to show that hey, continuity, things like training camp and yeah. things like roster depth matter. And the the whole Zava storyline, um, I think it would have put a wrench into that that concept and it would have put a wrench in Ted's central philosophy, which is, you know, hey, it's about the team and no one person should be above the team. And I think that was something that was frustrating about that storyline was that it was it was ultimately, you know, just taking away from Ted's big philosophy. But it also goes to show that, like, hey, Rebecca wanted to win. So Rebecca went out and got this ringer and it just shows how, like, hey, front office meddling sometimes doesn't always help. Uh, Mike, we are not going to talk about this for two hours. So I want to move on. Um, just hit a couple of things really quick. I want to, I want to go three big, four, four big things here real quick. Uh, uh, the first thing is this felt like a season, like a serious finale that you do for a show that has been longer running. This, this felt like a friends finale. Um, it's, it's a bunch of goodbyes and that's about it. 
Um, and it's and one of the things that I saw somebody point out, I, th- I think in our Slack channel. Um, so p- probably Jason, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, apologies if I'm getting that wrong, dear friend. Um, but but the, the, the one of the great things that was um, uh, maybe it was John. I think it was John, actually. Um, yes, John. Sorry, John, uh, who's from the UK, um, says uh, this was an odd finale because it felt like everything had been wrapped up already. What was there left to do in the final episode? Um, Ted's believe sign number four. Rupert gets a bit of compliance, I guess. But otherwise, it felt like they were saying goodbye the whole episode. Uh, and then he mentions a positive on the episode that we'll get to in just a But it's like, that's a like, that's a great way to put it. There's no conflict, um, you know, and, and, and as much as we want, um, we want them to win at the end. It's like, it ultimately doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. It didn't yeah, matter. And, and I think and especially was... like, like Ted makes the decision at the end of the time before that he's going to, he's going to leave. Um, and so we get a bunch of, um, we, we get a bunch of like seeing where people go next. And again, like that, like it really felt like that's a great finale, but for a show that has gone on longer, way longer than, well, and then, than a three season. But then also it does feel like, and this is something that I think we maybe mentioned during our TV talk is that it feels a lot like we're trying to set other stuff up too. And I think to me, that was something that, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm getting choked up about it, I guess. <clears throat> let me, let me, let me, we, we talked a lot about, uh, we expected a lot of spinoffs and I'm sure we'll get there in a second because I thought, I, I think I, I, I said that I think that there'll be, there'll be a Keeley centric spinoff. I think after the finale, I think it, it made it all the more clear that there will be no spinoffs, um, but there will be continuation of the story. Right, uh, right. But I think that was something that, I don't know, was just, it was, because there was a lot, there was a lot of potential that could have been could have been wrapped up. But I think I think John was spot on in saying that like we just spent the whole time saying goodbye to people, and it didn't really, especially after the way that this season went, it didn't really feel all that earned either. No, um, one of the things since we we kind of touched it, uh, touched on it a little bit um, that uh, Nick mentioned in our Slack channel and uh, and Jake is has touched touched on in his review, which you can go read on sippop.com by the time this launches. Anyway, um, is that uh, it is is it's kind of a two parter. Um, Jake feels that season three was a was a test for a proof of concept to see if this show can exist without Ted. Because um, it feels like we see him a lot less, and when we do see him, it's a lot less involved, right? This show was really, this season was really more about like the the group as a whole, which like I think each season has progressively gotten better at that. I think the show did a really good job at you know by the end of season one, even though like we see Ted more than anybody, like we still care a good amount about Isaac and definitely Roy. Um, Jake yeah. would have cared more about Jamie if he would have been in the season the whole time. Uh, you know, like we get we get to to more characters definitely by the time season two, right? Where Roy's a coach and uh, pretty early on, and 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 we have uh, you know Nate being a big part as well, and then you and you also have like Isaac taking a big jump in screen minutes, and same with Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you you have characters like that. And Jamie's return, uh, I think you have a like it was a really well rounded like half the time they showed Ted, I'm like, no, 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 go back to Sam. Or like, you know, let me see more of Roy. 
Um, so, I, but mentioning how it's kind of a proof of concept to see and 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 suggesting, and I think Apple will confirm something soon. They're just waiting for everybody to make sure they've seen the finale. Um, make sure the people the, that have let had the time. Dust set, let the yeah, dust pe- settle pe- a little bit. People that wait until sa- Saturday to watch or whatever, because that makes better, better sense. Um, but uh, but I think Apple will announce this. I think it's the, I think it's probably the right call. Is instead of multiple spinoffs, I think the show continues with completely without Ted. Um, and and they changed the title as as foreshadowed by Ted's comment on Trent's book, where he just says, I love it. Thought it was great. Uh, changed the name. It was never about me. And I think I think Apple will release a season four of Ted Lasso and it'll be called something different, but it'll be in the same feed. Probably just be called AFC Richmond, just like it was in, in Trent's book, which I don't was know. The, like, the Richmond like, way or the Richmond, whatever. But it's um, I don't know, like to me, like <laughs> the the only part of the episode that because. I was not as emotionally moved by this episode as I was hoping uh, that I would be, but that was the that was one of the only parts that I was like, "Oh, Ted, I'm gonna miss yeah. you, Ted," and that that frustrated me a little bit. But you know, like I I agree with what Jake said in his review, saying that like this is this is a good litmus test to see if this show can survive without Ted, and I think it proved that it could, even though. You know, I like Ted as a character. I, you know, his his greatest hits per se are in the first season. Didn't have a whole lot to to do, and uh, like throughout the course of the other season, because he relinquishes a lot of his control of the team to 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 Roy, to Beard, even to Nate. Um, and yeah, just I'm. It, it's sad to see that's how it went, and just how there there was no there was even no internal struggle. For Ted to know, like, I'm I'm not making, like, am I rake, making the right decision? Like, no, like, he's pretty set with his decision. He's pretty content. And so is everyone around him. Like, nobody, tr- like, Rebecca gives one last ditch effort to be like, you should stay. And I think, I didn't agree with what she said. It's like, if you go, I go. And I'm glad that she ultimately doesn't because there's more work to be done. And, you know, it's still her team and everything like that. But just i really loved the reveal of the richmond women's team i love yes that. yes i i did i did love that as it well came and out of left field i had no clue but loved it and i, would, I, I couldn't i wouldn't have predicted it in 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 but i yeah i think it's great yeah so um i don't just i i want to circle back to the thing that you said about roy because i i do agree it's a bit too much of a jump and like between because the three things that happened to Roy in this episode that it's just, you know, it's, I, they were all just kind of separate concerning things. Like the, the whole conflict with, they tried to restart this love triangle thing with Keely, Roy, and Jamie again, and wasn't a huge fan of that. And I do ultimately like that they resolve it in a way that Keely is just like, no, just get out. All of you just get out. And I was I was happy I was happy with that. I think making Roy the head coach, they were laying down the foundation for that, but I think it's it is too soon. Just because you have one great press conference doesn't mean that you can you can be the the head coach of the team. And I don't know. I I do the only part of it that I was kind of okay with is that I did like that he went to to Dr. Sharon who Makes an appearance in this, not in the way that I thought that she was going to, but I, I thought it was perfect. I thought I thought that was good, and if they would, if if this does go beyond season three, and they make it, they make it a Ted Lasso list show, which I'd be fine with. Um, 
seeing that progression with Roy, I think they did it too quick. And if they would have given it kind of more time, like they did with Ted in season two with him and, uh, and Dr. Sharon, I, I would be okay with that being the entire fourth, like that being one of Roy's big stories in season four. And then him just continuing to develop as a coach as well, opposed and to I just wonder giving him the head coach. If, if the show continues, I wonder, I think that'll be the route they take um, is, is that they will admit that Roy was put in, put in the spotlight too soon. Um, and Roy was, was prone. To, I mean, cause it's one of those things too. Like Roy is, two seasons removed as a player who had a, a lengthy like hall of fame career. So, um, and, and like, like that's just not how it happens in, in, in sports world. Don't you, any, you, any sports. And we've, we've seen plenty of examples of when you, when you try to get retired and yeah, and it just doesn't work. It just it doesn't, doesn't work. It, it doesn't always work. And especially like, I like Roy in his particular role was, was right for that particular moment at Richmond. And, you know, maybe the, like, I, I hope that if there, if there are future seasons and, and, um and Brett Goldstein is down to return, then, um then that would be, um, that would be a good thing to explore. Like, I think that would be good to explore. I, I do wonder, like, given how many flash forwards we've seen, is on um, if there is a small time jump, like let's say two or three seasons, um, and maybe like we kind of are are started in the middle of Roy being stuck, mm-hmm. um, or if it's like you know Roy quits in the pilot, because um, I don't know, because Brad Coldstein's gotten massively popular recently, um, you know, he's doing Hercules be, and he's going to be Hercules in the mm-hmm. in the MCU, and you know he's involved with shrinking. Please I, right, stick he's, around he's also for a writer and he's, yeah. he's not like not just a not just a an actor but yeah a writer and producer as well you know he's um and acting now too Pl- plenty of things for him to do and I, I wonder if he's into returning for season four um or if it's one of those where it's like maybe like stick on as a producer or whatnot but he um he doesn't really want to act or have too much involvement at this point um so um just total speculation but yeah i wonder if there would be a time jump for a potential season four um where it's um, where it's kind of at the start of Roy fighting against re- relegation again, uh, or maybe they have been relegated and Roy takes it personally, and it's his it's his redemption journey to get the team back up to the standard. Um, that would be really interesting. But um, yeah, the uh, the the I, I want to. I feel this season has has entirely felt just lack of a lot of the things that I just felt. Um, and I know I said this in the episode, and I'm gonna sound like a fanboy, and fine. I feel like every like this show was good. This season was good, but the th- but it felt like it was missing all the Bill Lawrence's touch that made seasons one and two great. Um, there was no surprises in season one. Um, there was no misdirection. There was no um, no no any it of the things. It wasn't being that, cute. Yeah, it wasn't just it wasn't being cute or anything like that. There, there's none of the fun stuff that I think that Bill Lawrence does really well. Cause I think, I think one of those things and like, I'm dying to rewatch scrubs after, after watching uh, Ted Lasso. Cause, cause I want like, I like, I want, I wanted that season eight finale of scrubs um, with this, like where it's, where it's so great, but like, and, and so many things were left ambiguous. It really feels like Bill had his notes and either he was working on shrinking or um, Jason had too much, Jason Stakis had too much creative control and just overrode, um, Bill Lawrence's idea. Or again, if just Bill wasn't able to be around as much, just didn't get a chance to properly execute them. Because like, I think you take the intro to the finale where Ted wakes up at Rebecca's house 
Um, and I was like, dear God, they're not doing it. Are they? And I, thank God they didn't. They, um, I they, agree like, with that. That's a really fun Bill Lawrence subversion. Like you see his fingerprints all over stuff like that. Or like, and the fact that Roy Keeley Jamie is left super ambiguous, like that's kind of how Scrubs ends after eight seasons of seeing these two people, two people have the hots for each other and it you know works and then it doesn't work. And when I like the ups <laughs> and downs of their relationship and it ends kind of being like, we don't know if it's going to be okay we can hope for them to be like, that's such a great, like Bill Lawrence thing. So it feels like all of his great fingerprints um, that, that I could see throughout specifically season one. And then also season two, we're just completely void and missing from season three. I, w- I don't, I wonder why that is. I, I wonder about creative control. I wonder about time commitments. I wonder about lots of different things, but like, to, like to me, it's just, it's missing that element. It's missing that uh, like nothing, nothing in the season surprised me. Um, you know, I, I, th- I think we could have had a laundry list of questions um, that would have happened uh, of what we thought season three. I think we all thought um, at the end of season two, since they had been saying we've, we've envisioned this as a three season arc, we all thought Ted goes back after season three and obviously they got to redeem Nate. I think we all thought it would be better and longer, but uh and and I think that um, I think that most of us could have predicted. I know a lot of us were at least the Sif Pop writers were predicting that Beard um, Beard stays in Beard stays. Money. Yeah, I think we a lot of us could have put that together after two. Um, so anyway, I just this it was so lack of surprise and like that joy and that that's that that thing on top that make that made season one you know as such a mega hit. Um, you know if if this quality of season or season one i i don't think the show would have had as near big of a following as it was and it certainly wouldn't have given apple tv a lot of the traction that they had um i think it, it, like if this was the quality that season one was then um i i wonder if it had been renewed up to season three um it all depends well, but i i also think that the first season of ted lasso also is is the product of great timing as well. It was released in 2020. 2020 was a pretty crappy year by all Mm -hmm. respects. Mm -hmm. And it was a great feel good show. So I think Mm -hmm. if you release season one of Ted Lasso a couple years before that, or even like, even if you release it now, I'm not sure it has the same effect that it, it did when it was released. So I think it's also the product of just great timing as Mm. well. I, Ooh, I struggle with that thought experience. Um, I think it's a little bit lessened, but I still think it's a mega hit. I just don't think it's, you know, like, like I watched the show maybe a month after it came out because people would not shut up about it. And I, and I, and I was going to watch it, but I'm, you know, it was like, it's a show about soccer. I don't care about soccer. And eventually I popped on the first episode was hooked. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think, I think, I think if you would have put, I think, I think it would still be a, a big success, but it wouldn't have been one of those like begging and pleading people to be watching it with you. Like, like everybody was in 2020 mm-hmm. partly because the, 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 it was just the perfect, I need a feel good thing right now. Um, and, and it was like Apple TV had tried some things, right? Like remember when the morning show was going to be the next big thing and everybody's like, it's fine. And it went what two seasons. Um, well, season three is coming out soon, but season one, season one was good. Season two was really disappointing. And that's actually a thing for Apple TV Plus. Their first seasons are great, and then subsequent seasons after that, not so much. Like I think the only exception to that might be might be potentially for all mankind. But mm. other than that, Apple TV Plus has a bad habit of making great first seasons and then the follow-up seasons for most of their shows 
have been fine to bad. I mean, and again, I think the exception being Ted Lasso, I think season one and two are perfectly on par with each other. Um, so um, can, can we go back to the Nate storyline and how sure. I, so I, I wrote on my serialized overview of the, of the season that I think that there is, there is an episode missing from the whole Nate storyline because they they go they his storyline this season is very choppy and I think the thing that frustrated me the most is that he goes back to AFC Richmond as the kit man which I'm I'm okay with him going back as the kit man versus going back to be to be a coach like I'm I'm fine with that but mm-hmm. I did not like how this big conversation that we have been working up to between Ted and Nate just kind of feels like an afterthought and just it kind of feels like, you know, Nate just apologized and Ted's just like, whatever, it's fine. It's like, it, is that really the best that you could come up with for, for this? Think... Especially, especially considering that the episode before Ted, Ted has that moment with his mom where he's, you know, he flips out on her. And I think that's good progress. And for him not to at least show some semblance of that towards Nate, I think was, you know, just Ted sliding back to old characterization where he's just okay with everything. And I didn't like that. I, I think it's, I think it's trying to say that Ted has, Ted is both optimistic and decent at reading people. And Ted knows that Nate will similarly, like what we were saying with, with Sally from Barry, um, Nate will never be able to live down what he, um, and he, but he will try every day to do better um so i think i think it's just one of those ted ted knows and can see and you know like the the fact that like nate leaves on his own and it doesn't take it doesn't take being pushed down by rupert on the on the field um but yes i i I think it could have been i think all that could have been everything with nate could have been um because i was really excited to see what was going to happen you know because i thought the his turn to the dark side in season two was i thought it was a work of genius and i was really excited to see how uh how season three was um i i want to i want to just highlight two things here real quick um and then i i i think let's go through your list of predictions and whatnot and and see how right you were and um and 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 the the like questionnaire thing that uh that happened i number one i just want to give a brief shout out to jake because after the Amsterdam episode, uh, oh no, I, I, like after I think two episodes after the Amsterdam episode, I put out the thread of the big list of questions, and one of them was "Is Rebecca pregnant?" And Jake, Sip Hop writer Jake, pointed out. He said, "I don't think that Rebecca um, is pregnant, but I think she gains a stepdaughter because the daughter mentioned from the Amsterdam guy." And as soon as he said that, I thought that's what I want to happen, and yeah. that's what happened. And I thought, um, first yeah. of all, good call, Jake, for seeing some for for you know coming up with a really good thing that i wanted to see um and that i wouldn't have picked together uh wouldn't have picked so um yeah good call jake props to you uh and and the other thing i want to ask mike um let's just say that what we look especially if apple is going to handle this as predictably as they handled the last season of ted lasso let's just say they're going to release a season four that's going to be called the richmond way or something um let's just say like that's what happens and there's going to be no spinoffs um which i still think there's a possibility of one maybe like a keely centric one but we'll see uh let me ask you this question are you more excited for untitled season four or for shrinking season two shrinking season two absolutely with without a doubt 
Like and, and like I am excited for for I would I will I would watch season four of this um and I would watch it happily, but like it's not gonna be like me and my wife would be like, when can we possibly watch Ted Lasso? When's the earliest or when's my work schedule? Let's make this thing as soon as you get home from work, we're gonna watch Ted Lasso before we do anything else, you know, uh on on Thursday or whatever, because a lot of times like I worked with so you know, but like I I I would be excited, but I after the seemingly like fumble this felt like a fumble and a recovery to a not not a loss of yards right to, to use a different football analogy like <laughs> like like the quarterback fumbled it trying to hand it to the running back and the running back made it up to the line of scrimmage and so like there wasn't any like gain and there wasn't really a loss but like we did lose a down so it's like as, uh, I, I don't feel the forward momentum i'm not excited to watch the next drive as a but, Chicago, uh, but i'm not gonna a- turn away you know as a Chicago Bears fan, that metaphor just happens all too often. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, so, I get you but, there. But, but but for shrinking, I feel like the 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 momentum is really there, and I feel like again, it's got some of those Bill Lawrence touches to it. Uh, I'm way excited for for shrinking too. Um, shrinking, and, shrinking and season mildly two. Mildly excited for Ted Lasso four. Shrinking season two will be something that I will watch week to week, whereas a Ted Lasso slash Richmond Way season four will probably be something that I wait to binge after sure, yeah. after yeah, it's yeah. all done. I can go for that. Because that, that's, that's how much I loved shrinking. And it's you're right. It's probably because of, of Bill Lawrence because he most of the shows that he's done, I've I've loved. The only one that the only one that I haven't given a chance to yet is Cougar Town, but I'm sure I probably love that just fine as well. But well, my understanding is he took over that show. He didn't okay. create it. Like I think he took over after a couple of seasons. I could be wrong about that. But but nevertheless, his Bill Lawrence is just one of those creators or one of those showrunners that I'm it's now appointment view when yeah, he's absolutely. when he's way more involved. And this this season just goes to show that this season needed a little bit more of the Bill Lawrence touch, kind of like what you said, as opposed to, you know, letting other people take the reins. It just goes to show that, you know, he's just got he's just got a way of storytelling that just other people. Uh, OK, I want to go through the list real quick, just because I, pu- I put out the big list and I think there I just want to touch on a couple things here and then I want you to do your predictions. We'll call that a day. Um, so one of the things is, does uh, Michelle end up with Dr. Dr. Jacob? I think the show did a pretty subtle way to say that, like when we see Ted in the in the very final episodes, it's like a small time jump. I think the show set like is doing a pretty subtle way of saying like especially by watching the football match that uh that dr jacob just isn't fitting a ton and ted works his way back into life i would have liked a conversation there and i really would have liked especially a conversation on with him and michelle on saying like we're not picking up where things left off we're starting over um Mm -hmm. or, or or at least michelle recognizing like hey here here were the things that i think i finally come to understand and and I missed them, you know, like I, I wanted some sort of dialogue conversation, not just, you know, blind, you know, they they get back together because they were married and we have to end the show with a sappy. End. Mm-hmm. Um, we already mentioned the doc. I thought the Dr. Sharon um, thing ended really nice. Nate Beard, Roy, Roy and Ke- um, Nate and Jade still like I like that. Not really been mm-hmm. a ton of conflict there yet, which is fine. Rebecca pregnant. I already mentioned that we talked about Zava. Um, no Jack here um trent Krim still just kind of feels like they they really wanted him um just to come back because he's a good character and i'm fine with it but because i really like him as a character um i think that i don't know i think that they could have had him still be in his reporter role and still 
be writing the book. I don't understand. Like, I, I understand why they they had to fire him from the independent because he revealed yeah. the source and that's a big no-no when it comes to journalism but i i don't know i feel like the way that they got him there and got him more involved with the team they could have done that without having to fire him from his job well and i like um i i like how like it just shows it shows the effect that ted has on people that trent who is this all serious like top tier reporter covering afc richmond um like undoubtedly for the biggest publication uh you know it had to be right more more people he had to get more clicks than anybody um on his stuff you know um at least he feels that way um was willing to lose his job because he believed in ted um so i think i thought that was a really good choice for the end of season two but he felt kind of thrown in in season three and i maybe i would have liked more of him and colin like kind of because i really liked you know that That interact yeah that interaction i i really liked especially in that amsterdam episode i kind of I don't know. I I feel like this season, if kind of similar to what they did with season two with Beard, if they would have had a Trent Krim centric episode, I think I would have been okay with that. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think that'd been great. Um, especially like after that Amsterdam episode would have been a perfect fit for. Yep. Um, okay, let me and then just one other thing, um, and that is um, we mentioned it and we both said it has to barbecue sauce has to mean something more to ted um and i know like jake's reply was just no i think it's uh i i think it's just kind of is what it is um uh it's just a kansas city thing is what he said um and sure but you know he says barbecue sauce at the dartboard his wi-fi name is barbecue sauce he says barbecue sauce when he gets the inspiration for the phil jackson triangle thing and he says barbecue sauce um as like a as the expression for he knows the goals going in um for the you know the the big the big moment i still feel like there's something there and i i feel like um I feel like there'll be something that like, I wonder if it's kind of layered or again, maybe it's one of those things that like Bill Lawrence was like, Hey, we're going to you know make this seat. Like it's Ted's safe word or it's his, you know, calming word or it's something mm-hmm. like that. He, he was instructed to do a therapy. You know, you say, you say it when you feel a certain emotion and then whatever. I don't know. I've, at the very least, if it doesn't mean anything, it's a really missed opportunity. That and the, the army man thing were the yeah. two big oppor- missed opportunity because nothing like, I, I don't need a full on explanation for it, but at least just maybe a tiny bit of context would yep. have been would have been good just to cap it off because otherwise you're setting all this up and you don't pay it off. And I just don't like those hanging threads there. But you know, yeah. it, it I, is it is I think I think Jake's right. It's probably just a Kansas it's probably just a Kansas City thing. It's a it's an American thing, but it missed opportunity. And yeah. um and the Army Man thing, yeah, we did see an Army Man. Um I predicted that that Jamie would give it to his dad. Um, I think I think we talked about this afterward. Um, so it wasn't on the pot. I predicted that Jamie would give his army man that Ted gave him to in season one to his dad. And I predicted and then you predicted that Jamie would give his army man that Ted gave to him in season one to Van Dam. Um, and they, instead, because, because they would lose the championship game, which they didn't lose the championship game, but they did lose the Premier League championship, which. Okay, well, and it, I think we see the army man. Isn't it just we see it on Rebecca's desk? Isn't that it? Uh, I think it, we saw it on Sharon, Doctor Sharon's desk. Oh, Sharon's desk. Yeah, that's, yeah that's we, we saw we we you, you saw somebody it, have an army man, but yeah. you see it, but that's it. You you just would, you just see it. Yeah. I would have loved to see yeah somebody to transfer one or something like that. Yeah, especially I think that would have been a really good full circle for Jamie. That would have been a really good at least symbolism for that. So um, that's that's some of the things. 
Um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop just because I want you. You wrote down some predictions before you watched the episode, and um, how to and to to as as I'm looking at them, it it, it speaks for everything um, this season to say that I think you got one thing wrong and one thing is unclear. Okay. Well, um, and then there's the you, the Van Dam thing, which I already mentioned. Oh, also, um, I really wanted um, I really wanted a callback to to Jamie's persistence. Sorry, to to Danny Rojas's persistence on tulip from the Amsterdam yeah. episode. Yeah. I really wanted somebody to give Jamie a, uh, to to give Danny a tulip, and then I and then I was really sad when he didn't get one like at the game. And mm-hmm. then when Jam- when Danny Rojas is seen at um, at Coach Beard's wedding, I'm like, please, somebody refer to one of his two women as Tulip. Like, let that be one of their names. And I'm, and I would lose it in laughter and mm-hmm. missed opportunity. Man, Tulip, Tulip callback would have made that episode. Anyway, uh, to I your got, list for your pri- about, final things, and we'll le- we'll we'll do this as as concluding thoughts. I got I got about half of these right. You know, the, the first one was obvious that it was going to happen, so I don't really count that as a prediction. But I got that Roy and Keeley don't get back together. I. I kind of got that AFC Richmond loses the Premier League championship. You just strike that word game out of there, whatever. I predicted Roy would become the head coach, even though I don't think it was earned. I predicted Rebecca would get back together with that guy from Amsterdam, which as as soon as you see him at the airport, my I, I was happy with, with how that turned out. Uh, I predicted that Beard would stay at AFC Richmond, and that's about it. All the other things, uh, you know, don't really get much from Sassy in, in this episode. I predicted nothing happen, would happen with Rupert, and I thought that they went a little too far to make Rupert just like comically bad, a bad person, by going out on the pitch and pu- shoving his coach and everything like that. It's like, the only thing missing from, from Rupert is to give him a mustache and have him twirl and give him a maniacal laugh. Well, but he's already That's- wearing all black with the really long black cape. It's clearly, you know, a bad guy from a from a, from a futuristic sci-fi movie, you know, Lost in Time. And, and as um people have been pointing out like his office looks like the um the death uh, star yeah yeah the i'm sorry the room and yeah the room in the death star, whatever the room is where power the, the, thr- the, <coughs> the, the throne room, room. Yeah. yeah the throne room yeah. so um so yeah as like it's he's he's so over the top which which makes that episode that moment at the end of the episode about the international where where the the guy throws food on all of them it makes it so odd because place, he's yeah. so evil all the time and especially in in this season where he's actively trying to not just, um, you know, beat, you know, shove his jealousy and shove his success in his, in his ex-wife's face. But now Mm -hmm. he's trying to actively destroy her team by, by tearing it apart from the inside. Um, So beyond that, um, didn't get a whole lot with Jamie post everything. Like he, he gets reunited with his dad, which I did appreciate seeing that i would have liked a little bit more is like what's actually going on there you know like like is he just in rehab is like his dad like sick or something like what's going on there i think um, his dad's in rehab i um, I, I think so too but it just maybe just a one-liner you know just or like the sign a outside perfect, a perfect opportunity for an argument is yeah. his dad's in rehab um let's see uh, and trent trent crim you know i i Thought that it would be called the Lasso Way. It originally was, but you know, again, one of my favorite parts of this of the episode is when uh, Ted just gives him that feedback and be like, "Nope, not about me. Sorry." Like, change change the title. Loved it, but uh, and then just how Ted just he just we don't know what he's doing. We just know that he's with his son and he's coaching coaching Pee Wee soccer. That's that's about it. But 
The the only other thing that I will say that I did also correctly predict that I did not have on this list. I also correctly predicted that of the four shows that ended in the last week, that Ted Lasso's finale would be missed. Even though it was a great episode, but it does not hold a candle to the other three yeah. series finales. I mean, which, having not seen two of the four you talked about, but yeah, the 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 Barry finale was remarkable. I, I, I really liked the Barry finale. I, the succession finale just stuck the landing, and I rewatched the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel finale, and I'm surprised at how much it it like affected me on a second watch. So reviews coming out on that soon, but whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The. Uh, <laughs> um. Let, let me ask you one one final closing question. We already mentioned a potential season four and how we wouldn't be as interested. We would be more interested in drinking season two than we would uh, Ted Lasso, whatever it's called, season four. Let me ask you a question. Um, do any of the three showrunners return? Um, Bill, uh, Bill Lawrence, Jason Sudeikis, and Brett Goldstein. Do, do any of the creators return in any sort of, you know, producer pretty much by credit by, you know, creating the show? Like, like for namesake alone, do any of them return in any big format? We, I already kind of mentioned my hesitancy to think that um, that Brett Goldstein like wants to do more. Of, I mean, he's a tremendous success, but he's he's kind of like, you know, remember when like Benedict Cumberbatch back to Martin Freeman blew up or whatnot, except like Brett's an actor and a writer and a director. And, yeah. Uh, and I wonder how much of Ted Lasso's success is from him. I mean, it's because because Brett Goldstein's done some other things that haven't been so well received. Uh, right. So like, uh, but I'm not trying to take anything away from the guy, but I just uh um, like, like, do do you think he is interested in continu- continuing, especially on a creative role, or do you think like, hey, tell me when to show up and what lines to say, and I can have some input, maybe just a little bit, but ultimately, like, I want to dedicate more time to shrinking and this other project that I'm working on or whatever, you know? Like, like mm-hmm. do you, I think this is a good time to? I think you get a one sole creator, uh, one sole showrunner. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, I don't think it's any of the of the original three, and no. I think I think I think the three just get names by you know or producer credits by you know association nice past, yeah. past association. Yeah, I I would if I'm if I was there, a there's got to be no not, shortage I, of people that are lining up for that job. Yeah, the new I, the new showrunner. I I think you do clean slate, give it another shot, and if it's successful, keep going because you know. Apple Apple's got some modest hits on their on their hands but this was arguably one of their one of their biggest if not biggest TV shows and oh, by far their biggest hopefully hopefully shrinking you know will I don't think it could ever replace Ted Lasso but it can at least do its best and forge its own path to being something of significance for Apple and sure. I I don't know I I think if Apple, you're right. Apple's not going to have a shortage of people who will want to try to tackle this. And I think Apple will be meticulous in trying to find the right person to shepherd this story moving forward, especially after a clunky third season. I, um, if I were, if I were an executive at Apple, I would be accepting all people's pitches for Ted Lasso season four moving forward, uh, including titles. Um, I would be, I would be accepting all pitches and, uh, and whatnot. I would um be vetting everything for the next while before i made an announcement and then you know once once everybody's kind of done their thing i would make the announcement and i would also only do a one season commitment and i would only do one season commitment with it with the like very strict guidelines that 
if you only get the one season, then there, then fans will not be disappointed because mm-hmm. you've left hanging threads. Because if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, and 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 I would like it to work and all that. And but but just in terms of if fans are connecting and whatnot. So I would I would be open and accept open to all um, suggestions from from people. Um, or, or even like you know, you make a short list, but I can't you know, again. There aren't a shortage of people. But I would say you you get that list. You you hear the pitches. And you say, we're going to give you one season. You have full creative control. Make it good. The, don't mess make, up. Make it as good as you can. The one caveat is I don't want a cliffhanger ending. I want an ending that if it happens, fans are satisfied with. And if it doesn't happen, then um, you um, then, then you just don't get another season. It. You got that's you, you yeah. got the one and that's it. And we're going to just capitalize on the success of Ted Lasso and, and not move forward anymore with, with new stuff. Um, and then I think even you could retroactively, you know, whether they put them in the same feed or a new episode feed or whatever, it, let's say they were in a new feed. If it winds up only being one season, then you just move it to yeah. a different feed and you keep, you know, the Ted Lasso one through three and you, like you separate it at that point yeah. if it if it isn't received well. I'm also okay with if Apple doesn't receive a pitch that they that they think would be a worthy successor, that they should just be like, okay, we're done. We're it, done. Or at the very least, be like, we're gonna wait until somebody blows our socks off. You know, not we're done. We're waiting until we'll shelve, what feels we'll shelve right. it until until some, you know, maybe some kid at USC or something like that yeah. is gonna come up with some concept that's just gonna blow them away and they'll be like, Fine, you right. got we it. We are we are we are putting this on we would like to do it, but we aren't moving forward unless we're totally behind the creative team. Yep. And and um the original showrunners are behind the creative team. Yep. Cool. Mike, uh, that'll do it. Uh, follow Mike on Twitter, uh, serialized all the good things. Um, and, uh, I have his Twitter in the episode description below to make sure to, to do that stuff. But, um, if you have thoughts on Ted Lasso season three, maybe some of the stuff that we missed, maybe how you're feeling about season four, maybe you're like, Hey, stop talking about shrinking and stop fanboying over Bill Lawrence. Um, shut up. Uh, but uh, then let's... For, for all those people, then stop making shrinking so good there. I said it. Yeah. There we go. Um, watch Shrinking on Apple TV Plus. That's the moral of the story. And and for people like Robert, um, who 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 um, dropped out of Ted Lasso halfway through this season, um, you know how it ends. You didn't miss anything. Um, and yeah, I th- yeah. you know I, I think I think uh, if if you watch season two and you're like, oh, season three reviews were pretty mixed or whatnot, like. You know how season three is going to end. You didn't miss anything. If you want to watch it, there's worse time, worse way to spend your time. But, um, you know, just go off on a high with season two. All right. Thanks, Mike. We will see you guys uh, in the feed on Wednesday with a normally scheduled episode. See ya.